Betsy and Thomas here for the American Intelligence Media. Thomas, I find all of this very disturbing. And, you know, at one time, you and I were both professional teachers, and we've taught American history before, and I feel very, um, you know, satisfied with the quality of teaching that I provided in the classroom. But then now to find out through an amazing trail of evidence that we have provided at a at the level of what's going on in the swamp and connected it to different pockets of research that others have done already on Circo and SES and the Crown Agents, but really connecting all these dots, we see that the American Revolution wasn't won. What we learned in our history books is not our true history. And so we have in our description box a uh, history lesson that Thomas has put together for us. It's a, it's a brief history lesson of the American Revolution through the Civil War. And then I've asked him to join us and tell us the story of that. And maybe well, I could do that. I would better. love to. You know why? Because you posted this, Betsy. Yeah, I know. And I, know. I read it and I went, oh my gosh, this is what I've been looking for if I just extract uh, 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 the, core, the core of it, the heart of it, that has to do with the judicial system. Because what we're trying to do through the conclave and our uh, uh, collaborative work with the Americans for Innovation is figure out a way to help change the justice system because it is extraordinarily corrupt. And as soon as you start approaching it, especially if you happen to be subject to that court system, you will become very upset, frustrated, lose a lot of money, and you won't understand it and you'll fall back in absolute dismay. So what we're trying to do is lay out the history of it. So what we, what I saw there was, okay, if I just remove some kind of slanted language and some other, uh, I don't know, filler language, we would have uh, Judge Dale, and he ha always has retired Judge Dale by his name. And it's really the true history of America, basically by the acts of Congress and legal action that has been taken in America that we have always thought, just like you pointed out, Betsy, we've been told one story, but then we always thought that the story, the conspiracy version of it, sounded a little more true. Well, there were no really hard facts to connect to. That mm -hmm. was the problem. You'd hear pockets of this information, but I, I, I didn't see how they were related. So what we wanted was a timeline of the actions of bankers and the Congress working together to allow what was a British system to come into this country uh, unabated, really, and in fact invited. And because they're speaking British, then it's absolutely exceptional. I mean, we're happy to let a Brit, you know, stab us in the heart as long as they're speaking that, you know, beautiful accent. Or the five eyes. Oh, sure, the Canadians are our friends until we want to do an after deal with them. Oh, the Brits are our friends until you look into what really happened in the American Revolution, the War of 1812, and the Civil War. And once you do, as Judge Dale does, you see that it is a stream of, I, I don't even know. I it's start, really no different it, than what we're seeing today, but we're realizing that it all happened in history, and it's repeated itself time and time again, just making the situation worse. And that is, it's all about the bankers. And it comes down to a very few people, Betsy. Yes. A very few When I read this people. history lesson, I read the same names I've read again before. Uh, the Rothschilds, the Warburgs, you know, all of them. And these barons that get set up? Well, those are government monopolies. And how do they get set up? Because there are congressional acts. It's all legal. And this is probably what blew 
our mind, Betsy in my mind, the day that she asked me to look at the uh, San Bernardino, it was like, uh, wait a second, you know, then, then everything that they're telling us is the exact opposite of what's really going on. So when you start looking at these things, I, I, the first thing I said was, oh, well, okay. The, the first one was easy to figure out. The second one, I'm not even going to say the name while we're recording because it gets people so upset. But we looked at, at that and I said, oh, okay, wait a second. This can only be true if it is legal to f do a false flag and propagandize Americans. So I worked from a, a negative uh, You position. came from another uh, angle. Yeah. You said, well, wait a minute. What if it's legal to do these false flags? This then, is the way then the, yeah. maybe we could understand it. And surely you found that it is legal now. Yeah. How would the military do it? How would lawyers do it? How would politicians do it? They'd lie. Double speak. They'd do mm -hmm. the exact opposite. Whatever the name of the agency, they probably are doing the opposite of that. That's what we've now learned. And so the more we look, the justice system, well, good luck finding any justice there. But anyway, we needed a real judge, a real lawyer, someone who's incredibly um, insightful with history to put this all in a complete stream. Good critical thinking skills. That's what it required. Now, he tried to blame it on uh, a particular group of people who I would have to tend to agree that, yes, they're very, very key in all of this. The only problem is, is that you need to explain exactly what that is. You heard a lot of feelings right away. So if you don't go into an extremely careful historical explanation of who different religions and races are, you can really get yourself in a lot of trouble unless you're talking about just what people see in, in, in the overt outside world. And that is always devolved down to the lowest common denominator of the far left, which eventually devolves into communism or Marxism or fascism or what we call the socialism of, of, uh, of the new Democratic Party, which is basically now a socialist party. Can we get this conversation out of the clouds and like get back focused on this great piece of historical work? I'd have to remember what we were talking about. We want to reteach people history to make up for all the people and students in our classrooms who didn't learn it the right way. So if you look at the description, box below, there is a link to this history book, and Thomas has taken it and condensed it into like about eight pages. And the summation of it is that the British never left. We never, there was really no closure to the war, the way that we have it in our history books. And they infiltrated, or they, they just stayed in our country with these crown agents and this system. And we couldn't have believed this, Betsy, until, as you know, we found out the mechanism of the Senior Executive Service, which is beyond the civil service. It's for the corrupt elite, uh, corporate-leaning globalists who are inside of our government, 10,000 of them in the federal government, that are basically in the key positions that make decisions. And then we started to see the agencies they worked for, the USAID, how we give out foreign aid, $50 billion a year, or how untold amounts of money go through the Overseas Private Investment Corporation or how the Crown Agents, as you pointed out, Crown Agents USA, stand in line and they just the money pours out of America and pours into Britain or pours into Britain's offshore accounts in the 53 Commonwealth nations. And then we said, oh, this can't be true. You know, someone had pointed us in this direction. We thought, oh, yeah, we'll investigate this. Won't take long. Nope. The deeper we went, the more we find out until we find out Lockheed Martin and British Aerospace uh, engineering, uh, BAE systems. They're the largest corporations, military industrial corporations in the world. They're larger than nations, most nations. And they're actually more powerful 
than the most powerful nations because they control all the uranium and their bombs and their planes and their largest military contracts and they rip off trillions of dollars from these countries. And now we're finding out, no, no, it's all true. And it goes right back to the golden share of the crown of Britain that is tied to the Bank of England, which is tied to the city of London. So these conspiracies you hear, we're now spelling out for you. So we've spelled it out specifically in our world right now. Serco, Urenco, the Uranium One deal, the Unis New Mexico ripoff of the Queen and Holland and Germany of America's uranium, the ripoff of our data management systems through through Serco at all levels, the ripoff of our patent system, the ripoff of our military system, our own our own everything, our codes, our crypto codes, all owned by who? The Crown of England? This is amazing. It's not false. We're showing you detailed after detail of their incorporation papers, showing you that this conspiracy is not a conspiracy. So we had to move further back in time. So now we've shown you with this new article by Judge Dale, what are the legal parameters for this to be able to happen? Because it has to be legal and it is legal. The senior executive service is completely legal, but it's completely unethical. Well, and anyone that's looking at it would say, yes, and then, then of course sure. the thing is, is I, I'm always talking about the Constitution, and then I realize we have this overlaid the United States. We have this whole other system of governance that is over us that we're not aware of. Now the fact that we have so many people brainwashed by them probably all originated at the Tavistock Institute, but there's so many brainwashed people out there is actually going to help us because they're not going to take kindly to finding out that the queen's in charge because they really believe that it's America's in charge. And the queen takes fealty to the Pope through the Knights of Malta. We'll yes. go there later. We, could, we jumped back there to the beginning a long time ago and started explaining this coming forward so people would have a perspective, but now we're filling in the details in between. And what we have to go through next is not just the congressional acts and the laws that make all of this fleecing uh, possible to make the United States of America, the United States of America and Britain, or the United Kingdom, whatever you want to call it. Uh, this is completely legal, what's going on. We just need now to understand the legal system. So as we're going back, we've seen how the corporations are doing this, and now we're going to go back to Walter Kluse and the uh, CT Corporation, and we're going to show you in some articles coming up that every corporation, including the United States of America Incorporated that works out of, the, out of Washington, D.C., is a corporation. And they cannot exist or do business without the permission of CT Corporation, which is solely owned by Walter Clues in Holland. This is a scam beyond imagination. Now, many people would have heard about this originally from Karen Hudis's work. That I think there that's I think might be the first place you showed me uh -huh. and I said, Oh, I'd heard of this before. I'd researched it and I didn't believe it because all I had found out is that this is true in America. I didn't know that it goes to, to Holland and that the C T Corporation in America is just a front for Walter Kluse in, in Holland. But anyway, you can't do any business without this. Every year you have to pay corporation incorporation tax to be a corporation, or you can't do business anywhere in the world. And it goes all back to one guy. Well, when we talked about the Dutch East India Company, that's what these people are. They're the corporate warlords. When we're talking about the banking warlords, that would be the Bank of England. That would be the city of London, UK. Those are the banking warlords. That's the British East India Company. But if you go back to their originators, it goes back to Germany and then to uh, Switzerland, Lombardy, and then back to Italy and then back to Rome. 
So we have showed that path as it started and evolved up to this point. Now we're going back and we're meeting in the middle. So what's going to happen next is we're going to tell you about corporations. And then we're going to tell you about the societies. The society called, uh, well, later The Pilgrim called, Society? Well, the Pilgrim Society is that society. And it's simultaneously founded in England and America at the same time. It's the same people. It's the same families. And then they become the Round Table Society. And then they become the Royal Institute for um, International Affairs, which is the sister or the mother of the Council on Foreign Relations, which has ruled American foreign policy since the time it was created. So we're going to show that stream, and that'll take you back to seeing why there at the Bank of England, really there in the city of London, UK, and what we call the Crown, that's what it's all about. But it goes back to a very deep thing called the, the Crown Temple Church, and we're going to be uh, doing a whole expose on that soon. So once we fill that in, we'll, we should have the whole stream all the way back so that we can say, okay, here is the whole stream of corruption and the flow of money and the way that it works and why it's legal and how the corporations work and who the people are and blah, 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 blah. Now we can stop it. And until you have your historical perspective uh, questioned and unfortunately in some cases unraveled, it's very painful to look at these things because you say, no, 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 that's a conspiracy theory. Now, we don't like to call names. And that's what we, Betsy is referring to here. We don't call names. But if we call someone a name, we got the evidence to say why they are that name. Because calling people names doesn't hurt. Making general statements, I mean, it does hurt. It doesn't help the situation. Uh, making generalized statements doesn't help. We need to know if there's a deep state who they are. So now we make a clear distinction between what we would call, most people call the deep state, and we call that the shadow government that is run by SES. And then when you find out what all SES runs, which is every agency in the federal government, as well as down into the state and even the municipalities, into the military, everything, intelligence, everything, then you say, what? There's a union of senior executive associates and they get together and they plan what's going to happen for America? Well, that's yeah, basically. why all these people can walk around and James Comey go on a book tour because he's SES. Who's going to... And, and the federal courts are filled with these SES types. So who's going to take him down? Because he knows that only a Jeff Sessions can SES. say... SES. Investigate somebody. Okay, there's a, over, what, 115,000 members of the Justice Department and not a single lawyer can step up and say, Sir, I'll be glad to take down James Comey for leaking. <laughs> not a one, not a one. Nowhere, no quick well, crickets no. over there. That's all we hear from the Justice Department. A lot of crickets. Okay, well, so the point for this audio was just to uh, point people into this history, this condensed history you've prepared, and read it. And in the next few audios coming up, we're going to be doing some more deep dives into history. Well, And also to underscore the fact that Recently, we put out four articles that had been done previously as intelligence reports that are about the Queen, the Knights of Malta, and the way that the monarchy, the uh, black monarchy or the deposed monarchy, and all of the wealthiest people in the world work through the Knights of Malta. And what is happening right now, we are talking about some historical perspective. We are talking about what is happening today. The head of the Knights of Malta was taken over by a Jesuit Pope, Francis. This has never happened in history before. The entire Jesuit order is now ran by his his lieutenant that he brought with him from South America 
And between the two of them, they're responsible for tremendous crimes. And yet, somehow, they run the entire papacy. The curia is now run by all Tiscans. So when we're talking about these things, you have to have a huge perspective of history to understand what can motivate an insider group to be able to have just a few of them sit around and say, well, I think that's what we'll do in Croatia. Good enough, then. We'll send in George. Now, let's just, let's say Macedonia, or let's call it uh, Montenegro, or, or Albania. Let's call it the real things, Hungary. They sit around, they say, now, what shall we do? I think we'll just send in George Soros. We'll make sure he has X amount of money. Make certain that we send in the uh, Society for Democratic uh, Expansion, which is a CIA organization. We'll send in the Humanitarian Group for Democracy. We'll send in these NGOs. We'll start a university and we'll give away free education. And we'll say George Soros is giving away this free education to Hungary. And we'll, it's okay. We'll take over Hungary. We'll make sure that we turn any state sponsored central bank into a Rothschild sponsored central bank. When you look closely at the, it's transparent what it is that these people are doing. So if you have a perspective of history and you hear George Soros, then you'll understand who he is. If you don't know who he is, or you don't have a perspective, go back and read our intelligence reports on him. Because when you get that perspective, you will understand why it was that George Soros donated to Daniel Jones as part of the 50 million, along with uh, Oleg Deripaska, uh, through his lawyer, Adam Waldman, that they donated $50 million to continue Christopher Steele's completely salacious document, Rush Trump document, and Fusion GPS's investigation to try to unseat a current president. We're not talking about history that means nothing. We're talking about understanding why Oleg Deripaska would be trying to intervene into U.S. history. Why? How did these Russian oligarchs get started? If you understand that, then you'll really understand why you can't skip over certain stages of capitalism or you create an oligarchy that then becomes literally a global mafia. And so what we're seeing in America is now the global mafia of Russia is being discovered. We want the smoking gun to the Russian interference. We now have it. We now have Loretta Lynch being thrown under the bunch, bus, Comey being thrown under the bus by Andrew McCabe, Andrew McCabe being thrown. What we're seeing is history is a response to the fact, I mean, the current history is a response to the fact that the historical streams that we're talking about, they're not conspiracies. They're quite real. The Council on Foreign Relations would still like to control American foreign policy, which then controls American economic policy, which then controls everything else, including our military. But Trump doesn't listen to them anymore. It's as simple as that, folks. When you understand that he is making historic, historic strides for the true intent of the American Revolution, which has been obfuscated by legal acts of Congress that have created central banks, that have caused us to become slave debts to the central bank, that have caused the Social Security, the IRS to be created, that caused all of these, as you say, they're unconstitutional it's like acts. Circo. And now we know how it's all connected. Runs our immigration office and the U.S. Patent Office. Think about that, folks. I've always said, well, why can't they just stop this nonsense? They can't because Circo, who's not controlled by the United States government, is running our immigration office. And they're stealing all of our patents. I'm sorry. I'm just that's right. They, they, because they can't see these are lizard people. They can't think. They can't be creative. I don't know. You can you know more than I do about what they don't have in their brain. But 
They have no creativity. The only way that they can exist is by sucking and feeding off the rest of us and our creativity. That's why they have to manage that patent office. There's three parts to the brain. The reptilian, which a reptile possesses. The mammalian, the midbrain. And the reptilian is the hindbrain. And the forebrain, which only humans develop, the cerebral cortex. These people only work out of their animal instincts. They don't even rise up into what a, what a dolphin or a whale or a human might experience as a true feeling. They don't have feelings. They are people who are so damaged by their alignment with materialistic forces that they don't have free thinking and therefore they cannot be creative, imaginative thinkers. They can only be clever thieves. So you're right. So when you say reptilian, I just want to explain that. That is quite literally true. The reptilian brain, the hind brain. So what we're dealing with here now is that the United States of America and Britain is a reality. It's a law. It's the way that the channels flow. But we also pointed out that the Catholic Church is here. You're going to say, wait a second. Now that's a conspiracy. Francis and the Jesuits. Yeah, I know all about them. That's I heard a lie. you were a Jesuit. Yeah, well, here's the deal. 184 agencies going under the auspices of many different names, which are really run by Catholic offices, handle all, used to handle all United Nations refugees that came to America. They were the ones who vetted them. And the only thing America did was pick them up at the airport and drive them to one of these agencies where then they were placed into the community through a church or simply through the agency. They received the check from the government for that family for five years and they place the family. Those families often come up missing. I'm not exaggerating. This was looked into by Trump himself, and they could hardly find any of the families from Syria that were placed of the uh, over 50,000 uh, that came in that year with Obama. Uh, I forget exactly how many were Syrian. They looked for the Syrians, and they only found a few of them. Where do they go? The, the Pope gets money through the United Nations, which we pay a fee to as a we pay first off just a, uh, what do you call it when you have to pay a dues? And then we pay a fee depending upon how many refugees there are. Obama bombed seven countries, created 56 million refugees. The United Nations gets paid for each one of those. The Pope gets paid for each one of those. And as soon as they reach into a refugee camp, they, the Pope counts them through the United Nations. Now, the, the Pope's not even there. The United Nations counts them and puts them into a system. All you have to say is your name, where you came from. You don't have to prove who you are. And that's the system. And that's the system of vetting that we use. And as we now know, one passport was used for thousands of people in Syria. One passport. Nobody knows who those people are. Nobody knows where they came from. They may not be Syrians. They come from all over the world to come into Turkey to become refugees. So when Trump ended the United Nations Refugee Program, it ended tens of billions of dollars going to a fake front to give to the Pope. That is the reason the Pope worships refugees and says there can be no borders because he is what is called a liberation theologist. He's a Jesuit. Liberation theologists are essentially Marxists. They're basically, so, they're for sure socialists and essentially they're religious theocratic Marxists, if you look into it closely. Well, that's why I do point out in passing, because many of our listeners do know that you had a former history as a Jesuit, because you know what you're talking about. You were there in the trenches, and I always say that it's going to take a Jesuit to take out this Jesuit. I had no idea what I was forced into. I was given to the church by my family. And when I finally found out what I was involved in, I got out. And unfortunately, I did see a lot. And then I've looked closely ever since. 
And I still would consider myself uh, to be religious and certainly a Christian and in every way uh, I believe in ritual and all that good stuff. But the point is, is that the Catholic Church may not be what it appears to be. And we've written articles on that. And if you really want to know the truth and you want to know who Francis is, you can read those articles. I don't need to take time now to personally bash Francis nor to personally bash Queen Elizabeth. What we're talking about are streams of power. It doesn't matter whether they're there or their descendants are there or their next one elected. It will continue unless we stand up like Trump did and say, I'm breaking the stream of money that has been diverted into the pockets of the wealthy and the elite. 